0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Hi, I'm Richard Gershon, the host of In Legal Terms and a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law. If you miss a live In Legal Terms episode, find our podcast, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts and Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So our primary goal on Money Talks is to answer your personal finance questions. But today we're also going to talk about a number of other topics related to personal finance and also touch on the upcoming Mississippi sales tax holiday that is this weekend. You can contact us by email. The address is money at mpbonline.org. Sometimes we don't have time to go over the emails on the show, but Nancy or Ryder will give you a personal response if you do email the show with a question. So we usually start with talking about financial news and news, but first I'd like to share a personal item, and that is I'm going to buy a car today.
0: Wow! Have you picked it out?
1: Yes. Well, it's interesting. It's um, it's on the way. It's not on the lot. It will arrive sometime next week. But I'm going out of town to visit family, so that we're going to do the transaction ahead of time. And then when I get back, I'll be able to go to the dealership and uh, pick up the car and uh, trade it or turn in my old one. So, So are you
0: getting a brand brand new car?
1: Yes, 2023 Kia Soul. So I'm staying with the make and model, like the car. But you're, cha- you're changing the color. Right. And also I'm jumping ahead eight years, I think, in uh, technology and took the test drive. And one thing that has driven my decision to get a new car is the technology that has, uh, that they're putting on these cars now, especially as we get older. I, uh, I've never yeah. felt comfortable looking at for the blind spot because you have to crane your neck there. You don't see very well. Plus, you're not looking straight ahead, which was where the car is going. So this one has a thing where if you are if you put your blinker on and someone is in your blind spot it beeps at you. And so to me that's a, that's like I want that that's worth the price of admission, as it were
0: and Kevin haven't you wondered with some of these advancements why they didn't do them a long time ago, like that rear view camera when you're backing up? Mm-hmm.
2: So, well, back in know, the day, people just used to drive better, Nancy <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I'm not that good. Great. Learn to drive now,
2: folks Ugh.
0: now, when I jump into our fifteen year old Saturn, I just barrel it back behind me, not even thinking because i you're used to. The camera. to th-
1: well, the other funny thing is the other thing it has is that it's got the lane, like if you're going out of your lane, it gives you a little nudge on the steering wheel. And uh, or I think the other thing was I was I was changing lanes and it either nudged me or it, it beeped and I said oh what is that all about? She said you didn't put your turn signal on and I thought to myself if that's where we're going there are going to be a lot of drivers in Mississippi getting, who are getting yeah. the beep beep it's beep getting a little judgy isn't it?
2: <laughs> so Ryder, do you know what color it is? He said it is snow, snow pearl, pearl white,
1: snow pearl uh. white
2: rice white <laughs> every. Thing you can think of white, and then it says white at the end of it.
1: But it does have a black roof. So, interestingly enough, that's not, I've seen snow. (laughs) It looks very sharp. And the funny thing was, at first I was like, well, I don't care for the black roof. But then the sales manager, when we were looking, he's like, oh, we got one of the ones with the black roof. Those are so very hard to come by. And all of a sudden start thinking to myself, hmm, oh, maybe yes. that is yeah, the one maybe. I need to get. Yeah.
2: <laughs> In the summer, you're going to be like, why did I get a black roof? <laughs> you can start taping taping aluminum foil to it to try to cool your car down.
1: So like I said, though, it, uh, it, like me, if you wait, Eight, nine years between cars, it really is amazing how much the technology has increased. So, I, I, as I said, really looking forward to that. Driver says, because, you know, I'll admit, as you get older, your driving skills diminish. I know uh, when my So, grandfather, You need all the beeps and boops. Exactly. I need all the beeps and boops I can get. <laughs> all right. So, let's ri- let Ryder go first this morning. Ryder, what's on your mind uh, financially speaking?
2: Oh, no. Okay. So, one thing that uh, we've been hearing in the news a lot more and kind of looking at it, particularly with the rapidly rising interest rates from last year is how is that impacting corporations and large borrowers and indeed uh, corporate bankruptcies are up this year so I was reading some articles uh, they're kind of uh, I would just say above trend it doesn't sound like we're having a million bankruptcies it sounds like just a little more than normal and it's pretty broad of course we can think back to earlier this year. There were some really big ones that we heard about. Of course, a handful of banks went bankrupt. Banks bankrupt. Okay. Uh, also, Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, see, the trend is if it starts with a B, it's going bankrupt. <laughs> um that was a big one. So there are some big high-profile ones, but also just uh, other businesses. And and I think one of the things that people talked about a lot over mm-hmm. the past 10, 15 years, a very low interest rate, is that the low interest rates were keeping some companies kind of alive maybe longer than they should have been. Again, we talked about it with Bed Bath & Beyond. I, I'd been in there several times. And you could tell there was kind of a decline in the store. And it's just, if they're able to borrow cheaply and keep it going, they can keep it going. Um, And then one of the things people are talking about upcoming is uh, commercial real estate. That's very typically, they have variable rate loans. And so over the next year or so, you'll see a lot of those resetting. And of course, since 2000, fewer people have been working in offices. So there's going to be some shifting there. Uh, There's probably going to be a lot of working out with banks to avoid these things. One thing to keep in mind, though, whenever you hear bankruptcy, it's big and scary. But in the United States, we have lots of bankruptcy protections. The whole system, you hear about Chapter 11 or, or whatever bankruptcies, the whole system is designed to keep things seamless for the consumer keep it seamless for the workers not really interrupt business so far uh, so much but if it needs to be wound down you know a smooth seamless winding down process if it needs to be sold a smooth seamless process there or even just working it out so that the business can continue they can just rationalize and lower their interest rate costs
1: all right nancy what's on your mind
0: well, we often get the question uh, from people we work with and just everybody on the street. Why does the market move? It seems like sometimes we have bad news and the market goes up, or vice versa. What's happening? And you know, the the response is, what moves the market from one day to the next? Who knows. And if you're an investor, you're really looking at a longer-term trend. But it's important to remember that the market is registering what we think will happen in the future. And many times, when we get economic data, for instance, we got information about uh, jobless claims rising, GDP kind of slowing down. That sounds like bad economic news, or not so good news. But that's the past, and the market represents the future. And we think of all of those investors in the market as having some sort of collective wisdom. Now, are they always right? No. But they're giving us some indication of where we think we'll be in the future. And what they're saying about this information coming in is that You know, things are slowing down. We may not see rates rising up as quickly. We may be able to avoid a recession, maybe. We don't know for sure. But all of this is signaling some good news on the market as far as future earnings for corporations and how they will land. And of course, last year it was all, seems like it was all bad news just because of inflation, and now we've flipped. And um, investors just need to remember that it can flip in a hurry and just be prepared for the long term.
1: Well, you know, we talk a lot about credit scores and keeping your credit good and that sort of thing. And I think today, hopefully, I'll have an example of why it's important to have a good credit score because I'm Mm. hoping to get a good interest rate uh, when I finance that new car that I'm buying. So So uh, do you know
0: what rate you'll get? Are they offering anything special?
1: I did not. I think that um, I saw on the, I thought it was, I think it might've been the Kia.com site that it was like 2.9, but that was 48 months. And so what I'm going to do is ask them to run the numbers at 48 and 60 months and and see 60 months. I think I'll feel more comfortable with, but I'm hoping that maybe at the 48 month with a lower interest rate, I can still uh, fit that into my monthly budget because that certainly so, would be a, an advantage.
0: Kevin, I, you know, I'm curious about this. So you basically, Have bought the car, but you don't know the terms?
1: No. I mean, n- n- no, the, the The transaction has not been made. We are setting up that today, so I will know. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I – so you'll,
0: you'll decide today whether or not you're going to sign on the dotted right.
1: line. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And and one thing I want to point out, uh, if anybody else is in the car buying mood or process today, that one thing you often encounter at the dealership is they kind of say, what would you like your payment to be? And you got to watch mm-hmm. out – there is a lot less price negotiation going on on car lots today. As Kevin found out, he's just lucky they were able to get the car for him. Uh, so that's, that's the, that's the deal he's getting as a car. But oftentimes you'll hear, oh, what do you want your payment to be? And so to lower the payment, a dealership just has to find a longer term loan for you. But you always need to look at what is that? overall cost of the loan. As Kevin pointed out, going to a four-year, 48-month loan instead of a 60-month, uh, you know, just an extra year in there, uh, it will increase the payments. But it might also drastic if it lowers his interest rate, which it may or may not, sometimes they have a similar interest rate across the board, but if it lowers his interest rate, um they could have a drastic savings on interest. There's already going to be a savings on interest just because it's a shorter term. But always look at that total cost. Don't say, oh, I'm glad I saved $100 on my payment if it means you're going to be paying it for three more years. Well, and there's some psychology here because, absolutely. Kevin, you, you
0: sound like you've already – you see yourself driving that car and that white color and that black roof and aren't you just cutting roof. edge? Yes, and
2: his little so, beeps when he changes lane.
0: Yeah, so so will you will really walk away from that? Even if you go, those terms aren't exactly what I need.
1: I don't know. Uh, no. that, I, that's I, a I, that's a no. That's a no for well, him. I'm looking at him. Part of the reason also too, I'm wanting to do this is right now my car has over 150 thousand miles. It it runs okay. But recently, I had just out of the blue a fuse blew in my to the to the um, water uh, the fuel pump, and so my car just stopped. And so, it's gotten to the point where it's running well. But every time I hear shudder or the go, go 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 go, I'm like, I'm going to this is it, this is it, this I'm, is I'm it? right? I'm going <laughs> and it's got to the point where you know I visit my brother in Pensacola frequently, and it's gotten to the point where I was dreading the trip down there and always staying in the lane by the shoulder just in case you know I Ooh. broke down. So there is a little bit of a that wears on you after a while i think and so part of the reason why i decided to go ahead and do it now was it will be nice to have a brand new car that's that hopefully right. hopefully you don't have to worry about uh, that kind of thing that's also interestingly enough car dealers are now offering an 87 month financing for cars wow. and that's what that 7 is- 7 years i think that's 87 mhm
2: that's so interesting
1: Anyway, um, I'm certainly not going to stretch it out that far, that's for sure. So you're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past broadcasts. Or you could download the MPB Public Media app for your smartphone. Then you can listen to all the local MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder, ready to answer your personal finance questions. Between your phone calls today, we've got some other topics that we'll talk about to take us through the hour. The phone lines are open, so if you have a question, go ahead and hop on the phone, and we'll get to your question as soon as you call in. So the 2023 sales tax holiday for Mississippi takes place between 12.01 a.m. Friday, July 28th, to midnight uh, Saturday, July 29th. And uh, the sales tax holiday applies statewide to all consumer purchases of clothing, footwear, and school supplies with sale prices of less than $100 per article during the sales tax holiday. Um, Some definitions. This is interesting. Clothing is any article of apparel designed to be worn on the human body, including pants, shirts. On the human body? You can't
2: buy buy a sweater for your dog? (laughs) Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Blouses, dress, coats, jackets, belts, hats, undergarments, and multiple piece garments sold as a set footwear is any article of apparel for human feet, except for human feet, (laughs) except for (laughs) skis, swim fins, rollerblades, skates, and any similar items. Uh, Accessories as jewelry, handbags, luggage, umbrellas, wallets, watches, briefcase, and similar items do not qualify for the sales tax holiday and school supplies means items that are commonly used by a student in the course of study.
0: Now, would would computers count?
1: Uh, I have a list of eligible school supplies and oh, under see. the CIC calculators, cellophane tape, clays and glazes, com- com- compasses, composition books, and crayons.
2: So one thing is it's generally limited to items oh, that are 100, uh, $100 or less. So if you're buying a computer that's under $100, dollars i got to say, you're You kind of deserve what comes to you with that computer. Correct. Correct. Um, Yeah, they actually have a very comprehensive list. So I was just kind of looking at that myself. Uh, And yes, human clothes is important. But, you know,
0: I saw on Instagram there was a
2: French bulldog wearing Crocs. So I don't guess he gets
0: the deal there.
2: Well, if you buy human clothes and put them on your animal, I think that's okay. It's not maybe within the spirit of the law, but it certainly fits within the letter of.
1: Of the law right and i would think can we you know, get
2: a, an, an opinion from the attorney
1: <laughs> attorney general on this one i would think so and, too if it's if it's human clothing on your pet i think that would be allowed
0: so, so kevin are all the online sites alerted to this change because i'm thinking if this starts at 1201 there's somebody in their pjs ordering <laughs> online does it register that you don't have to pay tax
2: Sales of eligible items that were placed or ordered by mail, telephone, or the internet are not subject to sales tax if the purchaser orders and pays for the item during the sales tax holiday and the items are less than the $100 threshold. So I wonder if that's a like, you know, wonder if they'd have to claim it back. But a lot of these systems, you know, these sales tax holidays are getting fairly common in other states as well. So I think, you know... and. Online places generally are relying on a third-party payment processor who may help with that, but that's that's interesting.
1: That's yeah, interesting I, had, I never thought about the, the online purchase. That was a good. And so, Ryder, you're saying that it says it counts, it, it counts, it, it okay, counts for sure. The,
2: but it, the question of will they automatically do it or not? Because yeah, this doesn't have any guidelines. It doesn't seem to have any guidelines about what to do if you are charged it. You could probably just you know probably just have to take that up with the retailer.
1: So, Nancy, if uh, you're the consumer, how would you approach sales tax holiday?
0: Well, of course, this is time for all of those back-to-school purchases. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were waiting to see when this would happen because this has been an ongoing thing for several years. Mm -hmm. And you just need to budget. And uh, we know that a lot of retailers will price individual items just under that $100 so that it does qualify. Now, this is a 7% you know, savings for you, which is nothing to sneeze at, but it is just 7%. So don't buy something just because you have a sales tax holiday on it. Make sure it's something that you need, that's part of your budget, and uh, will fit in these categories so that you're hopefully getting an additional savings. And you can still shop for other um, sales that retailers are offering and try to layer those. That's the best thing you
2: can do. I would say that's a really great point. The the, the sales tax discount is not huge. There's a huge psychological thing of, oh, you're not paying tax because people hate that. But the added sales that stores are going to be having to get those slightly more expensive items under that limit and just to just to draw people to their store specifically, that might stack well.
1: Yeah, and I would think that they would have uh, sales on items, you know, over the threshold, just as you said, get in, buy your cheap items that don't have the sales tax. But, hey, look, there's one of the items that doesn't qualify, but it's on sale at at a special price. So, But, Nancy, I think I would agree with you on that one. Don't lose your head and go crazy and buy a complete new wardrobe simply because you're getting the 7% uh, discount for this one weekend.
0: I think we're speaking to you, Kevin, on those <laughs> shoes.
1: Well, I bought my new pair of shoes the other day, so I'm – And you're buying a car, so no more that's, shoes. That's right. I'll do the Fred Flintstone and do the barefoot uh, driving there. So, uh, Ryder, what about the effect on the state? I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a minor hit, I guess, but and I, maybe the, the good feeling outweighs what possible sales revenue has been lost or tax revenue.
2: Yeah, I, well, I think one thing to keep in mind—it's a fairly small amount of your average family's purchasing, right? So it's not—it's—it's it's not that oh, for the year you don't have to pay grocery tax. It's just it is—it is one weekend. It is a very small, specific part of your budget, um, and as well as far as kind of economic impact, it's really just well, people hear about the sales tax holiday a couple weeks in advance. It they. They delay a couple of purchases for a couple of weeks. They pull a couple of purchases in for a few weeks. So it's not like we're – some. I mean, some people may certainly treat it like this as a way to stock up on things that you are going to need all year. Yeah, let's go ahead and get our winter clothes too. Let's go ahead and get our, our swimsuit for next summer. Um, but, again, it's mostly bunching up a few purchases from – the, 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 weeks before and after. So not, I, I would not think a huge impact, but I have not seen anything from kind of the department of revenue kind of talking about what those numbers are, what, how, how many transactions took the to place, how many, how much, uh, how, how much was, uh, I guess not collected in sales tax that day.
0: Ryder, I'm wondering if, um, this, again, the psychology of getting people out there and mm-hmm. shopping, um, and that hopefully they will buy other things, mm-hmm. that if there is some sort of offset, just an increase in, in tax on other things, uh, an increase in economic activity, those kinds of things. How would you measure that?
2: Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, well, uh, the Department of Revenue could surely do collect these statistics. I just and I haven't looked terribly hard for it, but that would be something we could dig into possibly.
1: By the way, Ryder, your swimsuit is eligible, but if you're buying a swimming mask and goggles to go with it, that won't, won't, won't fall. So, so. so you can't
2: get fully decked out for your scuba class. Just
1: and, uh, hold your
2: nose. Oh, tennis, hold your nose. <laughs> tennis shorts and
1: shoes are on the list, so that's good for me. So, but but you know, no racket. Uh, I, I did, it's not on here, but I would think no. That would probably not. Uh,
0: Maybe the racket could qualify if you're on the tennis team.
1: Or if you somehow wear it.
2: <laughs> but you can't, again, you can't have your dog wearing the racket. I just want to <laughs> yeah. emphasize that it has to be a human-worn racket.
1: But anyway, it is kind of fun. Uh, if you'll go to uh, the Department of Revenue, I guess is who is responsible for all this, and, and and find the official sales tax holiday guide, it is kind of fun to go through there and see which items are eligible and which ones are not. And it is pretty much anything that, as, as the definition goes, uh, pretty much anything you wear uh, is eligible. But again, we've got to remember, it's $100 and le- or less. Uh, um, sweatbands do not count, but sweatshirts do. Well, see, now, a sweatband is something you would wear, but I guess that's not yeah. considered to be clothing. So, but, but it's a must for me when I play tennis, That that's for sure. got to keep the sweat out of my eyes. So, Nancy and Ryder, ready to answer your personal finance questions. Uh, we're also talking about a number of other topics today. Touched briefly on the Mississippi sales tax holiday that takes place uh, Friday and Saturday, could go online to get the exact details, but basically it's clothing and school supplies. Every item that's priced one hundred dollars or less does not have to pay sales tax. But this particulars, as I said, do a search online and be able to get all of the information that you need. So, some common pieces of retirement advice that many people ignore, uh, Nancy. Let me get your uh, thoughts on this first one. It says start saving early. Why is it so important to get in the oh savings habit so on. early?
0: Well, uh, the habit is a good thing, but Mm -hmm. also having that extra time for your investments to grow. Because, you know, money makes more money. It compounds. And so when I was teaching, I would always tell my students, as soon as you get that first job – sign up for that 401k at least for 10%. You're not going to notice it because you've gone from being a student with no money to now you're making a salary. And you'll get used to that. And it's important to start it early because it There may come a point in your life where now you're bogged down with family obligations, children, growing family, you can't do as much, but that money that you've saved early is still sitting there earning for you. And if you just use a financial calculator and plug in some of those numbers, you will see that huge advantage of time. Many times we have people who come into our office, maybe they're in their late 40s or early 50s, oh my goodness, I'm going to get close to retirement now and and I need to really pay attention to this. It's never too late, but it takes a lot of extra effort if you wait until your 40s and 50s versus starting in your 20s.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with both of those. Getting in the habit is maybe the most important thing, Cause like I say all the time, saving is an action. It is a habit, and you just have to get good at it, and doing it in a company 401k, it's automatic. That's great before you ever see it. Fantastic. Love that. Um, just to illustrate a little more about the importance of saving early, if you... The, you so imagine your life your 40 year career of putting money into an account and letting that grow say it's growing at about 6% it's compounding at 6% a year that first dollar of your 40 year career is going to turn into over $10 of the day you retire $10.28 whereas that last dollar that you put in the day before you retired it's still just $1 when you retire so So just that power of of what those first dollars do for you, and there's all sorts of illustrations uh, I've seen about the power of just starting early and say you only save for the first 20 years of your career is more effective than delaying for 10 or 15 years. So just the effectiveness, because again, those first dollars, those will be the biggest ones when you retire.
1: And also, I think I've shared this before, but a personal story is that, you know, I would put it off, put it off. But then once you start saving again, it is a habit that you need to get into. So I would say even if it's five or ten dollars in, in, a, in a savings account or something, get into that habit uh, because it'll help you later in life. And then also, to me, it's always great when you save for a while and then you look back and see what vehicle you're saving in and you see all the money accumulating. That's that's always a good. That's feeling. nice. Nancy, what do you have?
0: Well, Kevin, you had the advantage, even though you thought you weren't saving, you are a state employee. And through the PERS system, there is forced savings, uh, money that's taken out of your paycheck and matched handsomely by the state of Mississippi. And that's unusual. That's a pension system that most people don't have access to that anymore. Um, so you were saving. It's just that for the rest of us, we're going to have to be more proactive.
1: We have a caller on the line, so we will invite uh, David, who calls in from Horn Lake, to the uh, air this morning. David, you're on the air with us, so go ahead. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I apologize for
3: changing the uh, subject of the topic of the day, but uh, I just got a phone call. Uh, I like to uh, reinforce. I realize everybody knows it, but they may not know it because they dangled the, they dangled the bait in front of me, and I and it was tent and I almost bit and swallowed the hook and let them just... Oh, reel me in, but uh, I got a phone call from somebody claiming they're from Spectrum, and they knew my name, they knew the last four my Social Security number, they knew my address, they knew I was a senior citizen, and uh, I gave them the wrong zip code. I gave them a Memphis, Tennessee zip code. I gave them a Memphis, Tennessee address. They told me I was still qualified to get a thirty percent discount, and they wanted a card. They was going to credit my. I count with the card. These are MasterCard. I told him I didn't have any cards. I told him I paid cash for everything, and he hung up. My question to you is: Is I want to reinforce everybody? Do not trust any phone calls you get. Do not trust caller ID because they can spoof the number. And uh, with all the uh, Equifax security hack we had years ago, none of your personal information is safe anymore. They've called me, telling me that uh, uh uh that uh uh they got a new uh, Medicare card, no Social Security card with a chip in it. They need some of the information on my Social Security card. I get a hundred phone calls a week, and ninety five of them is scams. So uh, that's all that. And I, that's all. But just to emphasize that you got to protect all your personal inf- information. Don't t- give anything on the phone, no matter if you slip up and answer the phone. Uh uh, don't. Don't ever say yes. I say correct. I never say yes over the phone. And, uh, uh, but uh, I, it's just uh, this day and age, you can't trust anybody. The scammers are out there, and they're wanting to steal your money. They wanted uh, uh, my, a debit card number. And uh, don't, don't, don't give any numbers over the phone. Don't give any personal information over the phone with this new AI technology where they can clone your voice. They can clone your kids, your children's voices. That's all I got to say. I apologize. Yeah, no, no,
2: David, don't apologize. That's a really great point. I feel like it was just last week we were talking about another uh, security breach somewhere where some uh, personal information may have gotten exposed. And he's got a great point. With all the really, really big uh, data breaches uh, recently or in the past several years, including he mentioned the Equifax one, you can almost just assume your information is out there, and that's really a little that's that's pretty jarring when somebody has the last four of your social especially given that up until I'm not really sure how long this was ago uh, but up until a few years ago the last four of your social was pretty much all anyone needed because they could guess what the first five letters were if they knew roughly when and where you were born mm-hmm. uh, but knowing that, knowing some contact information, that's, that's a huge part of his identity picture and it's frightening that someone uh, had that And called him. Nancy, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, I thought that was a great call. Um, The last four of your social, yes, those are out there, even though um, you might have the first portion of it blocked out. So it's really not that difficult to get those. And Kevin, you and I probably remember when we had our social security numbers on our checks. (laughs) You know, it was pretty standard, and if you didn't have it on there and you went to the grocery store, you had to write it in. What's a, um, What's now, a check, Nancy? It <laughs> was a check. Now we have to be so much more careful. And certainly uh, anybody who's reaching out to you, if you're the one doing the calling, then you're making sure that that institution you're calling is really the institution you're trying to call. And uh, so don't get fooled by somebody saying, well, just call me back because they're going to give you a fake number. Mm-hmm. Or a fake number will be in an email. Go search for those phone numbers on your own and verify all of that. Um, so we do, you just have to be careful because if you lose that information and your identity gets hacked, it is very difficult to get it sorted out.
2: Yeah, it's it's shocking sometimes how much we do is based on trust and based on, you know, some expectation of privacy. And then when something like that happens, uh, when there's a breach of that trust, it's just exceptionally jarring because it, honestly, we don't have that many tools to fight it besides stop trusting people. And that's that's a hard way to live your life.
1: Great call, David. And, you know, I would say this, too. I, I think legitimate businesses are probably upset because it sort of you know emails, texting and calls. One of the primary way to try to get in, in touch with potential customers is kind of they i mean cuz i don't i don't trust anything anymore but again it's as david said it's just the way it's been is you you really can't trust anything i get more on email i think than uh, phone calls although my phone is good about possible spam and anytime i see that call up on caller id i just don't even answer i don't answer my phone at all <laughs> so the, that's
2: he doesn't i can barely
1: <laughs> the one thing i'll say too that uh, that i almost got caught with was that they do that urgency of like, oh, my gosh, you know, $900 or mm-hmm. something. And so I remember the closest I ever came was I had I'd started filling out some form. But when it came to the Social Security number, I had typed two numbers in and wait and I stopped for a minute. I thought, wait a minute now. Why do they need this? And then I was able to stop the process. At that point, I had not, you know, hit enter or anything. So I was able to to save myself. But they, they tried to gin up that false sense of urgency of, you know, that this much money has been spent or the – The one now that I'm getting a lot of is your Best Buy extended warranty contract for $900 or whatever and that kind of thing. And, you know, just stop and think to yourself, you know, what did I buy from Best Buy recently? And obviously, if if the answer is nothing, then you know it's a scam. Uh,
0: Well, just recently, Kevin, um, we, uh, we had some real estate transactions, and so we were doing things by DocuSign. And now we've been talking to real estate agents who say they are having the same problems. So once you're getting into the system, somebody is grabbing your information or your email address and sending you something to say, oh, there's one other document you didn't sign. Um, and you don't recognize who this is coming from. So anybody dealing with DocuSign, they are typically going to alert you ahead of time. You're going to know who that person is. Mm-hmm. And so watch out for any kind of uh, strange Folks sending you information saying it's a DocuSign. We're also getting a lot of uh, emails saying you still owe this bill. Just click on this link and get this bill paid. That's not us. Um,
1: the other thing I found that's helpful, especially with an email, if you click on the, the who sent the email, yeah. it always shows up as you know something 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 a dot weird, gmail dot right. com, and you're like, well, that's not obviously a company email. So that's one way to uh, to do it, and and obviously. The the funnier thing to me, too, is I guess some of these scammers are based outside of the United States, because if you see some very strange uses of the English language, that's always a clue for me. It's like, this person ain't from around here, I don't think. So, um, hey, we've got a caller on the line, so let's go back to the phone lines and say good morning to Amy calling in from Byram. Amy, you're on the air with us, so go ahead. Hey, um, I
3: just heard you guys say that, um, that one of you started filling out a form and he thought
0: that because he didn't hit enter that nothing got sent in the background. And I'm a web developer, and I can tell you that that's not necessarily always the case. I mean, if you've ever started typing in a form and it has, like, suggestions of things that you might be searching for, that is because they're sending your keystrokes to the back end and querying against the, the database, and there's nothing that stops them from Sending anything that you're entering into a form back to their to whatever they're storing it
2: is. So yeah, you just have to be a lot more cautious when entering that information in because, uh, like she said, you're even if you don't submit the form, what you have put in is possibly captured.
1: Good call, Amy. Thanks for the the tip. And I think in my case, also, I I did follow it up with uh, with a, a call to the bank or whatever. Well, I was I was lucky enough to where whatever I was filling out, they did not get uh, the information or enough of the information. But that's a good uh, thought from Amy. That and again, just be very careful and so, you know, due diligence on the front end and, and don't be dumb like me and get stuck in the middle of it. Although, like I say, I I give myself at least half credit for saying, wait a minute, now I'm, that's not right and not and and uh, and not going full bore with it. So. We've talking about a couple of things on the list of retirement advice that many people tend to ignore. The next one uh, is to set retirement goals. So we always talk about proper planning, right? Or that's always important. When thinking about setting retirement goals, how do you go about trying to do that?
2: Well, you got to come up with something first. And one of the – actually, even for people who have set goals, say, oh, I want to retire at 65. Great, you've got the very absolute first few words in the sentence of what your goal is. You have to get real specific when you're planning. Uh, When do you want to retire? What sort of lifestyle do you want? How much money are you going to need? Importantly, how much money are you going to need to fund that lifestyle? And so this is kind of one of the things uh, things folks ignore is kind of working with a financial advisor, or even if they do work with a financial advisor, not really necessarily uh, in engaging with them on the process. So you need to get specific with those goals and kind of start figuring out how you're going to reach it. Because if you say, I'm going to retire at 65, I'm going to have $2 million. Well, okay, have you how much do you have saved now? How much are you going to have to save in the future? What can you expect as far as returns? Um, goals are so important, though. They give you checkpoints. So say you have Ten years to go. You you can check in every year and be like, have I made progress towards this goal? Uh, They can give you the confidence because you know, hey, I I met that checkpoint. I met that that intermediate step. I'm I'm doing good. I don't have to worry that I'm not hitting those goals. I I hate nothing worse than someone who is really, really well taken care of, but they're just so – worried about hitting their goals. And they're, again, far in excess of their goals already, they're so worried that that's impacting the rest of their life. And for me to be able to kind of help show them that and show them how they are exceeding their goals, it really takes a huge burden off them. And I, and I think that's really valuable. Um, and then of course, if you do need to stretch a little to meet those goals, those goals can help provide accountability. Because again, if you said, At the end of this year, I'm going to bump up my retirement savings. Or at the end of this year, I'm going to pay off this credit card. And you haven't done it. It's something to hold you accountable there. And then, of course, goals let you know when you reached them. Uh, You have that goal of retiring at 65 with $2 million. Well, on your 65th birthday, there's a, well, maybe the, the next day or within within a few days of your 65th birthday good time to check that retirement statement see if you made it you are 65 are you still work are you going to work today uh that's a great way to check did that goal work have I accomplished it can I start living that other life that I dreamed of
1: and so Nancy we talked about saving to start early but I guess it's maybe never too early to start thinking about retirement
0: well I'm gonna say that when you're younger You know, retirement is just so far away, so your goals are going to be a little different. Um, You can have the goal of, I want to maximize what's going in my 401K, do the most I can do. And so that's where you're going to be looking at adjusting up every year. Um, You're also going to be looking at developing a good emergency cash fund so that you don't run into problems with building up credit card debt. So those will be your goals as you're younger, but as you get a little bit older, because you know, if, if you're 25, can you even imagine what life's going to look like at 65?
2: Not uh, not accurate. Not. not accurately. That's it. Will <laughs> no, change. It will definitely no. change.
0: But by the time you hit your late 40s and your early 50s, then things are starting to gel. And that's when if you have had these goals as a younger person of just building savings, now is the time to reassess and to start thinking about, well, what is retirement going to look like? And we always start with people by asking them the the question, how much do you need every month to be comfortable? So that means looking Mm -hmm. at your budget Uh, looking at your current lifestyle, what you want it to look like in retirement and coming up with some sort of number and then figuring out what pot of money will it take to support that? Where will my income come from? Will I have social security? Will there be a pension? Kevin, yes, you'll have one. And do I have to fill the gap in order to live the way I want to live? And so that gives us our guide.
1: We have a phone call, probably the last one of the hour, but Bobby got in under the wire, so we will say good morning to Bobby, calling in from Pontotoc County. So, Bobby, you're on there with us. Go ahead.
4: Okay, uh, what I wanted to tell you is, if if you've got a quarter's phone or a cell phone, people can hear everything you're saying on them. I found that out down at Meridian when the tag, people who were selling tags down there were using them quarter's phones. You could sit outside the they say and I hear everybody called in all the information they was giving out. So don't never tell nothing. If you're within six miles of a of a cell phone and you got a nine hundred megahertz scanner, you can hear everything people saying on that within that thing. And you'd be surprised at what some people are telling and I know China sent a boon over the United States not too long ago listening on cell phone calls. So that's that's one thing you don't want to do is, is Use your cell phone for any information. Just can't do all your information face-to-face with a person or do it on a landline.
1: Uh, thanks, Bobby. Good tip. And that's unfortunate, but we were kind of talking earlier about how these scammers have kind of taken away you know, kind of our primary ways of getting in touch with each other, businesses with us and us with businesses. And so to be safe, maybe it's a good idea to do all the sort of, you know, financial business to avoid the phone as much as possible and either do it, uh, you know, in a letter or or face-to-face, as as Bobby suggests. Nancy, any thoughts?
0: Well, it's a shame because we've run into some of these problems uh, within our company, Kevin, where we're trying to communicate with our clients and someone is pretending to be us and fooling some folks and getting into their computer system. And so that infringes on our ability to do the best that we can for those folks. Um, I don't know that there's a way around it, uh, especially in these times, other than trying to alert people to do what you suggested, which is click on that name, and you're going to find that's not really me. That's somebody pretending to be me. So we're just uh, living in a new age and figuring it out.
1: All right. uh, Just a final reminder that uh, from 1201 a.m. Friday, July 28th through midnight, Saturday, July 29th is the Mississippi State Tax Holiday. Uh, it uh, will apply statewide to all consumer purchases of clothing, footwear, and school supplies with sale prices of less than $100 per article during the sales tax holiday. And if you buy, you can buy any number of items under the $100, and each one, if it's that price under that, will count. So you could buy, uh, you know, a pair of shoes, uh, some clothing, some pants, uh, and a jacket. Always the shoe. <laughs> as long as each one is under $100, you should be good to go. So, that is going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks. So for Dr. Nancy Lockers anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.
0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio
3: app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.